After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Recording this podcast on a Sunday afternoon after the uh, afternoon window games conclude and uh, before Sunday Night Football, we are live on YouTube. To everybody on YouTube, we salute you. Thank you for being here. Give us a like on this video and subscribe to the channel. If you are listening to this podcast after the fact, thanks for listening. Leave us an iTunes review. In that review, leave us a question. That is how you get in the upcoming. I could be meaty, very angry. Maybe not. We'll see. Half glass, half full. Mailbag. Yes. Make sure you leave a question for the mailbag in the Apple iTunes. Facebook. Try to drive you people there. I don't see you guys interacting. Check out our Facebook page. This is what we do. We drive, guy. We drive people. You got to actively go to your Facebook account. I know you all have them. I see the stats. A billion people are on it. You know, I, I know we don't use I mean, if we're being honest, we could do a better job of putting stuff there. And we going could. Back and forth I'll try to get more active. So, uh, but yeah, go there. I as long as you listen you. to the podcast and watch the YouTube channel and tell your friends about it, I'm happy with you guys. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, YouTube, uh, the comments started flying before we uh, before we jumped on here. So uh, there's a lot to get to. We, we've been getting a lot of uh, photos uh, from you guys who uh, already on Sunday, uh, per normal, normal day. But then as the afternoon wore on, even a little bit more of the Tito's. We are sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Phenomenal product. We believe in it very strongly. We believed in it long before they became uh, advertisers, supporters, sponsors of the podcast. And if you haven't tried yet, it will deliver. It will deliver. Guy, did you know it was the number one vodka in America? I've heard that rumor. Yeah, number one vodka in America. Sources say number one spirit, so that encompasses every single alcohol. We appreciate everyone that has drank all weekend, taking pictures. Some people, we just get like people going to the liquor store and just opening up the cold box, taking us videos, linking us on Twitter. We love those. We can't get enough, you know, just like, uh, intimate DMs. People just DM me like at their house by themselves, you know, like not, you know, with their wife or anything by themselves with a cocktail in bed with a bottle of tea. It's just a one-on-one move, you know? So it's just, they're trying to link us, tweet at us, Instagram at us. 
and we appreciate having the number one vodka as the sponsor of this podcast after the 49ers started two and two. You know, we, we had hoped for better. So, but uh, yeah, unlike the Niners offense, you can count on Tito's to be yeah, the same can. every time. You can't. Maybe Kyle needs to have a couple. Yep. Uh, 1995, that's when Tito Beveridge, the man himself, built his own distillery, couldn't get investors. So he racked up 19 credit cards, made it happen. First legal distillery in Texas. He started pouring for free at fundraisers. His business blew up. He won a bunch of awards. He started selling to Trader Joe's. He started selling nation and worldwide. And you know what, John? Tito's has continued its connection to the community, even through all of the success as they've grown more of their charitable efforts. In fact, coming up in a couple of weeks, Tito's is partnering with uh, Urban Sprouts through their oh, program, yeah. Love tito's the block to block program tito himself very big on getting uh, fruits and vegetables into quote-unquote food deserts these are areas where it's tough for people to have access to fresh fruits fresh uh, fresh vegetables you can go to urbansprouts.org if you're interested in volunteering they'll be revitalizing the nelson garden in south san francisco and they do it all over the country so urbansprouts.org if you want to get involved you can also just check out the love tito's block the block program for more information there wherever you are if you want to get involved in um what what is one of the many great causes tito's is involved with yep and we check really we really appreciate you drinking the number one vodka in america distilled and bottled in austin texas 40 percent alcohol by volume namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly yeah um we also you know one of the things coming in this week was seahawks Plus two and a half. Yeah. Felt pretty good plus two and a half. Uh, about halftime. If you had the Seahawks plus two and a half in that game, you felt pretty good. Well, I'm just um, opening to my book account, guy. We we had a pretty big win today. And a yeah. loss, but a big win. You know, I'm glad we went uh, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Heavy on the Chiefs. That's just our philosophy. Take a good team against a bad team. It was a little close, but, you know, they separated by the end. It was like a little, little icing on the cake with that touchdown to Tyreek. Uh, so we, we hit our big $300 bet. We did lose our dud. Minnesota, that offense, I kept looking up. They just had seven points on the board the whole game. They couldn't score. It wasn't so, really our dud. We just, that was another game we liked, right? Yeah, it was just, it was 11 to seven. I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good. They're going to pull this off. And then the final drive, even Cousins had the ball late. But hey, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Baseball's starting, right? The playoffs are starting. So you can bet on to win the, the, uh, almost at the NFC, the NL and the AL. You can bet on the wild card games, Dodgers, St. Louis, Red Sox, Yankees. I've heard that's a pretty big rivalry. That's a uh, one winner take all. That's a pretty cool little wild card game, guy. <laughs> I would have, there's going to be some juice on that game. Too. Is that Tuesday night? That's There's going to be some eyeballs uh, on that. Wild card boy. games are Tuesday, yeah. So, so get ready for that bad boy. Uh, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, football, oh, Raider game right now is Raiders are plus three. Like I, that's, that's pretty tasty. Raiders plus three. I, I, I got a couple texts, Snapchats actually from a couple people randomly today on planes flying down to SoFi for tomorrow for some Raider fans. So people are fired up. Yeah. See, you have Raider friends. Oh yeah. A lot. All right. Let's begin the, uh, well, we've already begun, but let's, let's really begin they look bad. The 49ers looked really good and then suddenly looked bad. And they lost a game that Seattle tried to get behind the eight ball early. Um, the five straight three announced to start the game. The 49ers offense just could not get in the end zone. The field goal, you know, I can't blame Mitch Wisnowski. I thought good. Like if power. he was driving the golf ball, he was just a foot off the fairway, John. But I guess that, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't, you don't get a second attempt to hit the green uh, in, in uh, football. 
But this team just does not look good. I think we'll talk about elements of the offense. Defense wore down. It's hard to blame them. Their offense was not helping them out. But the multiple the multiple mistakes, the D Ford penalty, I, a Drake Kirkpatrick penalty, I, I can't really blame the operation. Like, that's just what happens with Drake Kirkpatrick historically in his career. I think somebody tweeted that was the 49th pass interference penalty on him. I don't know where that ranks, but that seems like a lot. Well, they lead the league right now in PI. As a team. Yeah. yeah. Eight. Yep. Eight. So uh, the mistakes on special teams, the cannon punt recovery that he rolls into the end zone, guess what happened on that drive? They get the ball at the 25, Seattle marches down and scores. I mean, flies down the field and scores. And then the fumble. It was just, it is not, it did not look buttoned down. It did not look organized. It, I mean, it just looked bad. You ever seen a guy muff a kickoff and then hit the ground, then get back up and then proceed to fumble the kickoff? That's I, an all-timer. When, when I saw it live, I thought there's no way the ground didn't cause the fumble. And then you see the replay and, and you're like, 100% the ground did not have anything to do with had this. Nothing to do with it. Before we get into Kyle's team that looks t- fucking terrible, if that guy, and listen, when I say this, I, he's not a bad guy. I, I'm sure I'll assume he's a high character, plays really hard. This is the NFL. It's a bottom line business. And sometimes, even if even if you like the guy, they, they acknowledged he was terrible because they yanked him out of the game and put Debo back there. I would cut 49 tomorrow. And it's not a sign of like, you might not even have anything to improve. It might be a neutral move. It might be one where you have to sign someone else. That can't be accepted. You're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. That sounds cliche, but that's how Belichick operated for 20 years when they were kicking everyone's ass. When that type of stuff happened, that player, when it's not like one of your core guys, is removed from the roster. So it shows Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, your core guys who played their ass off and had no control or like did everything possible to win, this will not be tolerated. Because right now, I don't know how you watch the Niners and go, Kyle Shanahan's a good football coach. Because part of being the head coach is more than just calling offensive plays. And right now, the offensive plays are fucking terrible. I mean, the, the offense is putrid. It, it really is. I mean, it was good in those first couple drives. But it was but- good beyond that. I mean, the first touchdown drive, the second drive, the third drive was the missed field goal. Um, I thought Jimmy made some bad throws. I mean, he almost got Kittle murdered on a high ball. He almost got Debo got crushed by Wagner by uh, Wagner on a bad ball, and then he threw the pick on the next play. The, to me, the worst the, the call that really failed was the the they actually had a good drive going, and then they ran the like the throwback the quarterback throwback pass. That was a bad. I you know that did he, not Kittle work. was wide open, even though he was, was kind of limping down. It was the a field. good call, but you're trusting a you're trusting a running back who I don't know how many carries he'd had up to that point to get a throwback pass to Jimmy. Well, Jim, here's my thing, and it goes back to the coaches and their head coach who's an offensive genius guru. He's paid $12 million a year, let's say. I I think it's an astronomical amount of money he makes. And he's the head coach, so he, you know, when that fucks up on special teams, like ultimately we crush other coaches that have nothing to do with special teams. Like, that's his whole operation. But to me, the offense, like, Jimmy's getting worse. As the game went on, like, Jimmy can't execute in clear moments. Like, he's regressing. Like, I put that on Kyle. The the rookie quarterback comes in, who we'll get to in a minute, and it looks like he hasn't even practiced in a month. So I just go, like, I you know, Wes Welker. Clearly the receiver's pretty well coached up. I go, you know, these guys improve. Kittle has looked the same. Juszczyk, the his running back coach, Shanahan's dad's guy that he's had forever. They're doing a good job. I, I'm starting to wonder, like, Kyle's, if he was a pitcher right now, he would be getting yanked in, like, the third or fourth inning. It has not gone well for him the last couple games. It just hasn't. Like, because you can put up a ton of yards. They can't score touchdowns. 
They, they got this garbage time touchdown at the end of the game to make it 28-21. He had a couple play calls on that fourth and two. And again, the game was somewhat felt over at the time in the fourth quarter. They ran that sweep to Debo. It didn't even get close. It's yeah, like, fourth and just, one, and that play his, was DOA. His rhythm on play calling to me is just shot. And you can say, well, the quarterbacks are playing bad. Well, fuck, isn't that his job to coach these guys? You know, I, yeah, I, I, see, I put I, that on Kyle. I put a lot on Kyle. To me, his rhythm on offense is not, it looked bad in the Packer game. I thought it looked better for most of the first half. And I thought Jimmy, again, is Jimmy regressing or has Jimmy been missing throws high his whole career? And he just happened to do it one year when he had a defense that took the ball away a ton and didn't let anybody do anything to them. Um, I, I thought that of all the things, if we rank like play calling, I think overall the team not being a button down operation, obviously on Kyle, I'd put that, that to me is a bigger issue than the play calling. Um, because I thought they, I, I thought they had some rhythm and then it'd be a play here, a high throw here almost gets Kittle broken in half. Um, I thought Kittle's, Kittle's really lucky his season didn't end right there. Very lucky. I thought Sermon looked better and I thought they had him in rhythm several times over the course of the game. Um, and then I think the big picture GM stuff, like this this team basically rolled it back, especially in the secondary and on defense. And that was a mistake. Their secondary, the way they planned for the secondary mistake, Ambry Thomas not contributing right now, which is okay. Maybe into not every rookie contributes right away, but they took a third round cornerback at a position that they need help right now. And that guy's not contributing. So that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, um, they, and then they, the they other thing, a, they I think, drafted a guard in the second round who's on the bench. And then I think the other thing is time goes on, and like you said, we'll talk about Trey plenty. But as time go, goes on, the question will be: How do we look back at this season? Will we look back and say Trey Lance should have been the starter week one because then he would have looked better by the time you got to the Seahawks game, right? What does he do with Trey Lance next is going to be a big part of this. But well, th- th- this is this is my issue a little with coaches, and this is where front office people butt heads with coaches. Because once the season starts, they get so caught up game to game, as they should. But they often in that mode, and this is what separates the really good coaches from just the kind of coordinator types, which obviously Kyle had one great year. But when you get locked into the coordinator type, which I think when you're struggling, it's hard not to. So I don't even blame Kyle for getting in the tunnel vision. You go all in on Jimmy, right? Because you're just trying to do everything possible. Let's just use this week as an example. You just lose a devastating game to the Packers where they like throw a party on your field and, and you're the guy big times you, you have a weird moment at half, like you're just in a bad place. So then you throw the kitchen sink with Jimmy. And like you said, they, they were moving the ball with ease in the first half. After the first quarter guy, they had 167 yards. Seattle had negative three. And they had stopped at the time like four straight three and outs. So like you couldn't have played any better. But the point of the game is not just yards. It's like you got to fucking score points. And that's Kyle's job is to score points. Now, like you said, the field goal... His kicker, who's pretty, let's face it, they pay a lot of money, gets hurt in warm-ups. We're not quite sure. Who knows? Kyle's probably talking right now. Clearly got injured either, probably actually in warm-ups, because if he would have got injured yesterday, they would have He wouldn't have been in kicker. uniform, yeah. I th- yeah. I, Mayoko, I think, tweeted that he, something happened in warm-ups. So I, I'm not putting the missed field goal on him. I agree, but... Good hold, get, by, uh, good hold by good hold by check. Yeah, I thought it was, again, good hold, good, powerful kick. Both of them. You get, you get locked <laughs> in on the game plan pitch. stuff. But the problem is you're locked in on Jimmy. You're clearly not coaching up your backup quarterback. And Jimmy kind of came to fruition like he's a guy that just always gets injured. Today felt like his most random injury of his career. And he's had a lot of injuries. Like, we didn't even see it coming, and then he's just out. So it's just 
their whole operation, which Kyle is in charge of. Everyone in the organization answers to him. So when it's unbuttoned, like we're not blaming Jed, like Jed fucking pays him all this money. He gets to run. It's, it's one of the best jobs in the league. You get this absolute powerhouse of a franchise worth as much money as every franchise, but like three in the league. You get to run fucking everything. You get to hire your buddy who we like, John Lynch, but you get to do everything you want. You get to trade all these picks for quarterbacks. We just judge you then on the games and the games the last couple of weeks have just, it's been a mess. It, it's been, it's reminded me and I texted you this, it's had some Raiders feel to it. Some of the times Hater. I was going Hater. to the Raiders game, I'm not talking this Raider team. Oh. I'm talking some of the Del Rio where the hype, the hype does not equal up what we're seeing week in, week out. Kyle's having a terrible season, in my opinion, given the where he's put in the hierarchy. Like, when you get put in this hierarchy, you know, you get expected to just win, like Andy Reid or whatever. You're just like, I'm watching you, and you go, what are you doing? Because the defense is carrying this team. Right? It's it, without Yeah, the defense, I mean, yes. They're the not scoring any points! In, the defense kept them in the game today. Yes. But they didn't score any points last year, last week, really. They're, they're not, I mean, they can't put up 30 if their life depends on it. Yeah, their defense kept them in the game. But their defense also has some flaws that t- tend to show up in big moments, like it did today. Well, yeah, I'm not saying they are some elite defense. I'm just saying, like, the defense can make a lot of plays that, like, the Chiefs defense don't even have that in the bag, right? I mean, there are some defenses on better teams that don't even have, like, they have multiple huge impact players where they can get you stops, they can create these three and outs, and then you just do nothing. And I think it's easy for us to blame Jimmy, but it's like, you know, like Kyle, like call a different fucking play for him. I don't know. It's your job. Like you're the one making $12 million. The offense is your baby. And I've been watching football long enough to know, like, it's just off. It is off. It's absolutely off. I, I Like I said, I, I, I see a lot of misses when the offense is in rhythm. I saw enough rhythm from the offense early in the game today that to me, it's bigger than just play calling. Now with Trey Lance, this goes back to, well, I'll hold this. I'll hold that thought on Trey Lance. Cause we'll get to him, but I don't think there's any, qu- I think we saw quite a bit of uh, negativity around Kyle last week and that's going to continue this week. I don't think there's any, I like, I think that's going to be the majority opinion. We can look in the chat here, but it, to me, it looks like the chat uh, feels the same way. Yeah, well, I mean, after that performance, how could you not? I mean, well, exactly. But but I, I just think we really need to hammer home that Kyle's in charge of everything. You know, so like I, I put the special teams, like I put that on Kyle. If 49's still on the team, like that is a reflection of your operation. If that was Debo or Ayuk, I, I think people look at me crazy when I go, I would cut the guy. Like that's, that's the NFL. Like See, this I don't is, think people do. I, I think because it was multiple mistakes. Do you think he gets cut tomorrow? I don't know what he does, but I think it should be. Yes. I mean, I'd I'd have zero problem with it. Yeah. I just think it's an easy one. And it doesn't solve all your problems. No, 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 no. It's just, but it is a microcosm of like, okay, this is not acceptable. Here's the other thing. I don't even think it's just about sending a message so much as it is. Can you trust him on special teams again after you made two major mistakes? Yeah, you can. It's not even right. Like you could argue. Now, I think your point about the message to the guys that are playing well is is a great point but I, I think the other thing we saw today if i'm going to defend the defense a little bit not that they need defending but um was i think they kind of wore out because their offense wasn't helping them at all ultimately right no and and i think one thing we know it's just as a game goes on against russell you start feeling like it's a it's a matter of not if he makes a play but when he makes a play like because you look up at halftime you're going 
are they really going to keep DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett just in check for four quarters? Like no one's going to make a play the whole game. Remember when the big knock on DK was he was only straight line. He couldn't run any of the lateral drills at the combine. Do you notice the, they ran this play to him last week? They ran it again today for the touchdown where he run. Some teams call it like the Texas route where you go left and then you break back right. The knock on DK, he's just stiff. He's just a straight line four one guy. Well, I don't know what they're doing pliability down there, but now they got him going side to side on these routes. That guy's unstoppable. I actually thought the Niners got lucky that they didn't just force feed him the ball nonstop. Like, hey guys, if I, if I was John Schneider or something in the box, like Pete, throw it to fourteen. You see these guys fucking cornerbacks. Like Lockett, clearly, I think they mentioned this before the game. He, he felt a little funny in warmups, like he was yeah. trying to. Force and DK it had like it was list was on the injury report he as well. Pretty normal to me. <laughs> I know. Uh, and, then, it- and then once they get those, you know, Alex Collins is a Bielema Arkansas guy. Carson is that style of guy. Like once they kind of can get a lead on you, despite I think they're viewed as a little softer of a team, they do have just some those little bowling ball running backs that just Kyle would die to have that guy right now. Alex Collins looks like, (laughs) I mean, I don't want to do it. I I mean, I I guess the hair makes it easy, but he run. I mean, it's like, is that some bigger Marshawn type back? Like he's he's a good player, especially once the Niners defense started to wear down. It felt like a little bit and deflate. And then it just was a, just a, a powerful punch from him. Um, And it, it's seven, nothing. It's, it happens a lot, right? Where you're playing really well, but your lead isn't big. And so in some weird ways, you don't have momentum because the other team knows that you're kind of that, that you're hanging on to your lead for dear life. And it just felt like a matter of it felt like a matter of time before Seattle took advantage of it. And they did. I mean, it scores what seven, seven at halftime when Trey comes in and you go, OK, well, this is this is not where you want them. Right. This yeah. is this is this could go like one of two ways is what you're thinking in that moment. Like, but before huge, they showed but Jimmy huge, on the sideline, but, but a huge part of it, guy, when it was seven seven at halftime, and really when it was seven zero for a majority of the first half, you just felt like this is not good because they right. when you're kicking their ass to not be up at minimum, let's say thirteen. Now it's hard because the field goals were clearly going to be an issue after he missed the first one, but to not get a couple touchdowns, so I have two of, touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, and then that goes back to. Jimmy and Kyle, like they just, whatever reason. And you could just say, well, it's Jimmy. Well, I mean, Kyle fucking keeps throwing him out. He keeps calling these plays for him. Like I, I would get him more on the move than just his drop back passes. Cause like you said, over the middle, he's getting people killed. He, I mean, very, very lucky. Kittle's pliability at age 26 or whatever he's at. Is at an all time high? Cause that wouldn't you say most players there snap their leg? Yeah. I mean, and it wouldn't surprise me if Kittle ends up, not knowing anything, right? Sprained that knee adrenaline. doesn't end up swollen tomorrow, and it becomes more of an issue next week. He's already dealing with the calf. What did you see when they showed him that pick? Not the pick, but the replay of the double pass, and he was barreling down in Jamal, and he was kind of limping. Yeah, he you was know? not. No, you're right. He was not 100%. This is where I go back to cutting 49. Kittle, who's one of the heart and soul of your team, <clears throat> I called bullshit all week when they're like, you know, not that – I mean, clearly he was hurt. But, like, you know, he might not play. Like, no way. He'll get shot up for this thing. Yeah. But then I think you respect him so much because you realize he's probably playing, like, 65%. I mean, he is going like this. But that play to work, I guess you could have put Dwelly in there, but it has to be a tight end, right? Because they're faking the blocking, and then they go back. Like, a receiver, someone, the corner would stay with the receiver. You know, and it wasn't Kittle's fault. Like, Jimmy. No, he was pass, wide open. It was, just, it was just off. 
But this is where coaches go. Well, if this guy executes, if this guy executes, and they'll be showing the film room. Well, they don't, Kyle. Right now, you're just guys are not executing for whatever reason. And Seattle, who is way better than you, and Arizona and the Rams, like they're able to execute enough consistently over this first month where they can just get more points on the board. The Niners have just really struggled to put points on the board. Touchdowns. And out there, kicker, who knows? I mean, what if I guess you can just sign a kicker. Yeah, who's but, out there? I mean Grammatica? They, they, He's yeah, just, just doing commercials. You could you could just sign some random guy. Honestly, I'd work with Mitch. Like, if he could do that, it'd be valuable to roster spot. It would be huge. I don't know why more people don't try and get their punter <laughs> to also be If I was Mitch, kicker. I'd be like, hey, if I can figure this out, could I double dip? I'm not going to ask for like $8 million, but would you guys be willing to give me like five and a half to do both? A thousand percent. <laughs> it's that really might be an off-season project if I'm... Abs- a thousand percent. I'm already, kick- I'm already kicking off, so if I kick off punt and kick field goals? Yep. There's I, no question. If I was his agent, I would be like, hey, man, I would look into this. Like, you got something here. You got something, right? Like, you you showed enough that maybe... Now, again, like, it's... The margins are thin. You don't get a lot of opportunities. No. But uh, Cam says they need... Cam on YouTube says they need to sign this kicker named Tyler Rouza. You heard of him? Street. Huh? You heard of him? No, I never have. Have you? Oh. I don't know anything about the guy. I'm not but, up to date on my kicker shortlist. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a... Uh, I think it's going to be a, a critical week for Kyle Shanahan. And when I say critical, I don't mean important. I mean, I think he's going to get criticized a lot this week. And there are a lot of different things you could pick out. Um, Soapy on YouTube says, need to get the ball to Ayuk more. Offense feels so dependent on Debo and Juice. We seem to lack versatility. Uh, Ayuk, one catch for 15 yards. It was a nice play. But I, I thought this was going to be the most dynamic wide receiver group in the NFL this year. Why Ayuk, how many catches does he have this year? Like five? I mean, it's well, what do you have? Two, what do you have? One or two against the Lions? No, he didn't play against the Lions. Remember? Uh, he had the punt return against the Lions. Sorry, one or two against the Eagles. I thought he just had the one against the Eagles in the corner. Maybe he had a couple last week. Is, is he, he putting one. together Henry Ruggs' rookie season here? Yeah, it, it is. It's a disaster right now. He's got five, five catches. Someone DM me like, should he demand a trade? I'm like, well, I don't know if he quite has the juice to pull shit like that, but I can understand him being like, what is going on here? Yeah. I got six. You got six? Okay, so whatever. I, I just looked at ESPN.com. Yeah, so he's got today. so two of his last three games, one for six today, one for 15. But it's not even, he's not even getting targeted. Right. I mean, can you can we get him some bubble screens or something? Something for the love some of God. Jet sweeps. <laughs> oh, my God. Put your ball in the playmaker's hands. Maybe Kyle's like, well, we give him the punt returns. I was like, yeah. They gave him a couple, but they also gave a couple to Sanu, right? And then once they once they couldn't trust their return game and they needed a big play, Debo just made it look so normal. Like, yeah, here's this is what a kick return looks like. So, all right, what about Trey Lance? Uh, we're getting a lot of comments. Uh, Miguel Ruiz Ruiz says, the question is, would Lance have gotten us scores if we'd played him in the first half when the D was dominating? Well, not based on the way he looked in the early in the second half. There's a debate, it seems like, going on right now about how good he was. And... Uh, the people who say he looked good, I think, are relying on the end of the game when it really was kind of out of hand. When it mattered, not only did it not look good, but it looked like Shanahan didn't trust him very much, doesn't trust him very much. Well, his first series, they did not throw the ball. They just ran, 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 and then they punted. Second series where it realized, like, we can't play our entire half doing this because Seattle's like, hey, guys, our our highest-paid player over here is a safety, but he might as well be a D-tackle. You know, I mean, this guy's up near the line of scrimmage. We want you to run it, so I hope you run it. So Kyle's like, oh, let's pass it. 
early on when the game was still in the balance, he looked atrocious. There's no he settled in. He was over his head. Looked like he hadn't played in the game. I mean, he looked like historically what you think rookie quarterbacks are going to play like. Here's the problem, guy. They traded three first-round picks for him. Their first-round pick they used on him, and then two other first-round picks. Like, it, he's got they got to start working with them. I don't know what they're doing in practice, but it feels like they're just all in with Jimmy. And this goes back to Kyle with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, you need to coach this guy up. Now, clearly, they don't have a choice now, especially if Jimmy's going to be out a couple weeks. They go, oh, Trey. Like, there's no going back and forth. To me, you just go all in with Trey, fucking figure it out, and learn through these reps. Like, he's going to be your quarterback. You've already invested all these picks, but pretty clear, you know, now we'll see once he gets a game plan. Still, it didn't look like he had a great feel for guys getting open. He couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. It just, it did not look good. No, it didn't. And the first throw of the game, I mean, I guess you could argue he settled in because it couldn't get worse than that throw to the flat. Which Running around is not, is not settled in, is it? Like, I just looked up. He was no, I mean, I did think as the game went on, I mean, he had, he had the ball in the flat. I, I did, the, whether he settled in or not, I thought part of what happened early in the game was it was, that's what it looks like a lot of times when a rookie just steps in. It just so happens that he's stepping into that game in that moment when they really need him to be able to do more. That that throw to the flat was them trying to get him an easy throw, and he missed very badly. Like, I don't know what he's going to be, but even if he's not a pro bowler, my guess is in his career he's better on that throw than he was in that moment. You're talking to the and one that was, like, way behind. Was yes. it Kittle or Dwelly? Yeah, and so, like, my point is that's where the argument can be made. It looked like Kaepernick. That did. Yeah, I mean, they were more aggressive play calling with Colin early in his career than they were with Trey Lance today. Then they had to get the ball down the field, and the ball's getting hit. It's not coming out. Now, maybe we'll get to the all-22, John, and it turns out that every Niners receiver was just covered the whole time, and everything was a coverage sack. But he's back there for eight seconds. Not eight seconds. But he's back there for a long time looking for somewhere to go with the ball and finding nowhere in the end. And um, so, but back to that first throw for a second. I think you could argue, let's see how this season plays out. But I think one of the things we'll look back on, I think you could say it right now, is like, does he look better right than week four against the Seattle Seahawks if he's just the guy that plays against the Lions, if he's just the guy that plays against the Eagles? Do you win those games if he's the guy that plays? You might not have. I don't know. It's easy to go back and say. Probably don't beat the Eagles (laughs) the way that game was going. I think the part of this is like, what does he look like next week if he's the quarterback against the Cardinals? What does he look like coming out of the bye? Because if he looks good – then I think you could definitely argue you would have had a better shot against Seattle if you had given Trey Lance live game reps before you had to play him. And this goes back to the preseason where I came out of that. You and I talked about it. Like the one thing that was obvious about Trey Lance in the preseason was he needed to play in games. He needed to play. And I know I defended the inability to get him in the game because it's hard to get him in and the game dictates and play calls and blah, blah, blah. But regardless – I think we saw a guy today who needs game reps, and it's really hard. I'm not going to use the word unfair because I don't like that word, but it's really hard when these are your live game reps and it's time to go make plays. And your coach doesn't quite know what you're getting, and the defense is feeling itself against you because they feel like they can rattle you, and they're probably right. And that's just you're, you're not set up for success. Well, I think this is where it is unfair. His head coach went all in, and I, I saw Gottlieb tweet this out because Gottlieb's been defending some of these coaches because you know a lot of these coaches, these guys are not ready. It's mainly been the Bears and the Niners, and it's like the only reason the fans are up in arms, they want to see the younger guy, 
is because you're not the the Bears and the Niners are not rolling out fucking Alex Smith or Montana and Jay Cutler. They're rolling out Andy Dalton and Jimmy Garoppolo. If you roll out the equivalent of what Alex Smith was to Mahomes, no one has an issue with it. But when you roll out a starting quarterback who's not very good, people go, what's the point in waiting here? Especially when both teams traded a combined, not factoring in the picks they used, three total first-round picks. You know the Giants had the Bears' first-round picks? The Bears traded a first-round pick to get up there. The Niners traded two first-round picks to get up there. When you do a move like that, the fans, I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm at the gym, and I'm watching Wisconsin play Michigan. And offensive coaches, and, and Nagy's liked it, they're all like this because they spend so much time with the quarterback. You go to these meetings with some of the quarterback, you know, the offensive coordinators who are quarterback coaches. They kind of defend that position over everyone else. And I get it. Like, that's who they feel they're truly in the bunker with. Like, that is their guy on the field. I feel sometimes you get too close to it all. You can't see the big picture. And it's like, no one gives a shit that Jimmy is incredible with the game plan Monday through Saturday. Or Dalton, you should see him in the film room. He could lead the group. That's great to your team and, like, your coaching staff. But your fans... Your owner, your AD in college, like we don't, it's irrelevant. Like you can give me, feed me a couple stories during the week and that'll keep me going. But at the end of the day, you get judged on the, the game. That is the game. So it's like, Jimmy's not good enough to hold this guy off forever, clearly. And the problem is though, they are, they're putting in zero time to this guy in the season. Cause I know that he's admitted it. They're just all in and that's how it works. And the problem is then like this happens and it shows Jimmy clearly can go down at any moment. I don't know why would you think that? Because it happens every year. I, I said it on the last show. It's it, Let's not forget this element of I, it all. Crazy as I became kind of numb to it. Not numb to it. I just You just forget about it. You just think, oh, Jimmy's rolling again. And then all of a sudden, I immediately text you because he's with his hat off. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, they benched him. And then they, of course, come in with the calf, which could they have benched him after that half? You know, probably not. But... Would have been weird. The, the the plays they ran out of halftime did not feel like it was the plays they ran for Trey out of halftime did not feel like they just benched Jimmy, right? Yeah, I agree. Me, you bench Jimmy, then you're about to do some shit. One hundred percent. And that's so, not what they did. Because they're not ready to do some shit, guy. No, they not. they haven't been working with this guy. And that well, is what I'm talking about. The whole thing with Kyle and now Trey's thrown into this, which he clearly is swimming. He is swimming. And he was swimming a day against one of the worst defenses in the league. That's one of the worst defenses in the league. Like, relative to what they're going to face with the Cardinals, Cardinals are better defense. With the Colts in a couple weeks, but now the thing is with Trey, why would you take him out of the driver's seat at this point in time? Well, I especially, I think the thing that keeps him in the driver's seat is that what happened at the end of the game. You go, okay, he didn't look good today, but he looked better at the end than he looked at the beginning when he played, right? Because this goes, if I'm going to take your point about quarterback coaches and offensive coordinators and head coaches who are offensive guys defending their quarterback, you agree with that statement? I, you talk to these guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've talked to some OCs recently who kill the quarterback because they expect because they know what the quarterback's supposed to do. So, uh, but but I generally, um, I guess yes, it depends I'll, on their relationship. The, it depends on their relationship. The, the part with I agree with. The part I agree with is that they put a, they put a premium on knowing what to do. Like, who can I trust to know as much as I know about the offense? Way more than fans and owners and ads, right? They judge I things think that we can't quantify. I think if you ever talk to a coach and you bring up like a storyline, their thing is always like, I'm just trying to win this week. Right. And I think that's where the Niners have been. They've put themselves in this kind of weird middle ground where the goal is Super Bowl, 
But the roster, we could argue if it's a Super Bowl roster before the year, and you and I did, right? Like, okay, we think it's pretty good, but this does not look like a Super Bowl roster necessarily. And then you you combine these like high expectations for what you think you're going to be, and this quarterback who's not actually good enough to carry you there, but he knows the offense well enough that you think, well, maybe we can get away with it. Maybe we can just get by with a quarterback who's not really dynamic enough to get us deep in the playoffs, or he's not dynamic enough to carry us to the playoffs if that's what we need. But he knows enough that I'm going to think I think I can mitigate my risk here and I can just hit all the right buttons because I'm the play caller. And as long as this guy just does what I tell him to do, we'll get to the playoffs. But it doesn't work that way necessarily because it's hard to just do what you're told to do once you're on the football field and the real things start happening. And so I think guys get so coaches get so focused on what's how do I win today? It's hard to go. Well, if I play Trey Lance today, then he's better in three weeks. And then, yeah, maybe I lose a game that I otherwise would have won, but maybe, maybe the stuff that I can't control, the stuff that the player can do on his own, that's hard to predict. It's impossible to predict that stuff. That's what gets us there. Like, did the Niners get to the Super Bowl with 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 uh, um, Colin Kaepernick because Colin just did what they told him to do, or no. did he? Did they? They got there because Colin just does some crazy stuff that's incredible. Right, and it and was, their, and their defense was awesome. I mean, and their was, defense was awesome. Yeah, but the point is, I think coaches have a hard time going. If I play this guy now, he's not better today, but he might be better in a month, and that's worth the trade off. Yeah, and that's always the biggest where we. And that would have been the argument to play Trey Lance against the Lions. <laughs> when I used to work in the office, the scout front office people talk like this. This was when Andy Reid was the coach, right? Let alone it goes on in every building, because scouts and front office people actually think much more aligned with the fan base than I think the coaching staff. They, they they see the obvious, but these guys get caught up. My take would be, Kyle, I don't think you're fucking making the playoffs with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, when, when you have the best first half of his season and he, and he struggles to get seven points on the board. I mean, it was just like the way he was playing, if you a playoff level quarterback – put 21 on the board. You were slicing dice in the field, but he can't execute when it matters. The point of the game is to score. Now, Trey clearly is several steps behind him, but can he live with, can you be open-minded to, to figure out how to work with this guy and try to win games? You might not have a choice. I'm reading now that Shanahan said that Garoppolo got stepped on, couldn't plant off the leg. But like, are you going to be trying to force a gimpy Garoppolo? Like, go all in with Trey. This is, this is your meal ticket, Kyle. You're already under a huge contract. You've already traded the farm for this guy. Like, what's the point now? Like, that's he's got a long way to go, and he ain't learning anything in the fucking film room with Rich Scandigalello eating Scandigalello. I mean, it's not that hard. <laughs> but it's like I don't even think I don't. I, I've heard that guy's not even that good of a coach. That's my thing. I questioned like his ability to coach. I, I just do. I, people with the Eagles are like, he was terrible. And now I'm watching him work with these guys. They're getting worse. Like, I, just, I, I judge coaches on what their players do. Simple, point blank, period, end of story. If your player sucks, you're not a good coach. If your player is good, I'm not talking like the highest end guys. I'm just watching the improvement of most of your guys. And they're just, none of them improve. See, we disagree. I don't think Jimmy's gotten worse. I think this is what it is. He just hasn't gotten better. I think Jimmy's gotten worse from where he was in 2019. Because when you don't improve, yeah, it just I mean, gets worse. Yeah, well, okay. Well, but he hasn't gotten better, so if we call it a flat line and everybody else has gone this way, either way, it's not, it wasn't good enough then without that defense. But he but he was way he was way better in 2019 than he is now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he was way better. He was better. 
they were better, I think. But regardless, I, I don't know that there's anything that can be done for Trey Lance in the film room. He's got to play football. The only way he's getting better at this point is he's he's been watching Trey Lance been watching film for two years. He's played in one football game. I know. The only yes. way for Trey Lance to get better is to play football games. That's my thing when people push back. Like, what do you want? These guys are overwhelmed. Well, it's like well, they can practices are now a joke, a complete joke. I heard Wickersham tell, I think Bill Simmons, a story about like when they were arguing in 2011 and uh, John Morrow was like, we cannot take away the OTA and the training camp practices from our coach. Our coaches and GMs are going to snap. And Bob Kraft was like, hold, hold up. They work for us. Who gives a shit? And that's how, then everyone's like, yeah, he's right. And then they did a deal. That's why that was the holdup. Like, yeah, the rules are the rules now. You don't really practice anymore. You do much more mental reps. So the guys that have practiced and played a lot have huge advantages. So if the only way for Trey to get better is going to be to play. Because to just assume that like if he didn't play all season long and Jimmy just went about and they won eight or nine games and they just scratch and clawed their way of toughness and grit and a couple plays here and there, that he would be look that much different next year to me would be a false premise to go off of. Because it could be a huge learning curve for him next year when he actually had to play. I'm not saying right, he wouldn't right. benefit from sitting and there would be some incremental learning process to his brain and just feeling the game. But there's no guarantee that he'd just be like a Ferrari in Kansas City and just hit the ground warning. Yeah, and clearly, like, look, Patrick Mahomes had been starting a lot of football games. Patrick Years Mahomes had played a lot of football in college. Yeah. The, the, all this theoretical learning. Trey Lance been doing a lot of theoretical learning. That's not going to get it done, particularly for a guy who part of the reason you drafted him is because of the stuff he can do outside of whatever theory you teach him. Right now, all you need for him to do is the, the basic theory stuff. But I, I think what's key is if you decide Jimmy Grapple is not good enough to get to the playoffs, and I think we can decide that, we've decided that, then you can't wait until it's all gone to go to Trey Lance. Yeah. he's got. You've got to get out ahead of it. Yeah. I'm not sure that he will this week. If Jimmy can play, I wouldn't shock me if Garoppolo is the starting quarterback. And and this goes back to what the way you just described the coaches, it can be a huge fatal flaw for these guys. It's always been one of Belichick's greatest strengths is like he can see the short and the long. Most coaches, and definitely Kyle falls into that, Kyle is obsessed with tomorrow right now. He's just obsessed with it. It's like, Kyle, you're the boss of this fucking franchise. Like you, This is what's scary about naming coaches the grand poobah of everything and making everyone in the building answer to them. Cause like Belichick and Andy can balance everything. Like they've been doing it forever. They're not as obsessed with like tomorrow, even though they are right. <laughs> but they can also see like three weeks from now, like they can see Kyle still in this kind of proving himself phase as most, any coach in, at 41 years old would be Sean McVay. All these guys are that it's like, he would be obsessed with this week as he should be, but I'm with you. If Jimmy's healthy, I'd be stunned. If he didn't go back to Jimmy, and that's 100% the wrong move. And he might just get lucky that Jimmy's calf, like, doesn't enable him to do it. But then, like, what if he's ready after the bye and he goes back? Like, this is where... Yeah, well, then then it depends what happens against the Cardinals, right? Like, Colin... Alex Smith stayed on the bench because Colin Kaepernick was good enough to keep him there. And they were they were winning team, though. Like, the Niners at 2-3. and three, But I could see Kyle, like, always oh, get back to 500, 3-3. Three and three, we For sure. Rolling yeah, again. if it's 2-3, like, it looks that, bad. That, to me, is his mindset pretty clearly. Yeah, Trey's got to break him out of it. He did enough to get himself drafted by him. He's got to do enough to get himself. I, I also to think this is, you know, 
this guy's paid a lot of money too and does have a lot of juice, even though he's not the ultimate decision maker where, you know, this guy's a badass. Like John Lynch, this is, you know, you got to have some uncomfortable conversations with your coach. But it's hard. Like he's, you can't tell him who to play. One, you don't even have that. It's not your authority to do it. But can you influence him? Can you like have a productive conversation? <laughs> because that's for the betterment of the franchise. I let you talk me into drafting him. I wanted Mac. This is that's what scares me, guy, about giving coaches too much juice. Yeah. I mean, well, they've proven it like today, tomorrow. The thing that matters more than anything else is not who he chooses to play quarterback this week. It's that he develops Trey Lance to be a starting quarterback. Well, Trey's years. not developing right now without playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like that. That is the most important thing that happens. Yeah. Over the next this year, next year. Unless he demands a trade to Kirk Cousins this offseason. Trey Lance for uh, for Kirk Cousins. No, I'm saying Kyle Shanahan demands a trade oh. to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Me, Raheem Mostert, for just like every defensive player on their roster and all their picks. That's basically what the trade would be. John, before we go any further, let's tell the people, uh, we might be hot, but we're comfortable, thanks to our friends at Overland. Welcome to the pod, overland.com slash ham. Overland.com slash ham. This is... These, Look at these, this. Oh, that's good. That's it. You've got the you've got the uh, the one with the yeah. Those are good. Those will get you to the trash can and back very quickly. I got my Overland slippers on as well. Overland, a family-owned American heritage brand, it's put comfort and quality first for nearly fifty years. They had us go to the website overland.com/slash and they said pick out some comfy, luxurious Overland sheepskin slippers. So that's what we did. And uh, I've been wearing mine around the house to the garage, up and down the stairs for the last uh, week or so. And uh, I love them. They're fantastic. Well, the thing with these guys, you can wear, like, I, I want to go throw away the trash. Got to walk outside. Boom. Don't even need to change my shoes because I, I got the slippers. Work inside. Work outside. Fantastic. They got a nice base here. They're warm. The, the warmth. They're comfortable. These things, I, I'm not just saying this because they're uh, paying me to. I, have th- I had Uggs for a long period of time threw those bad boys away all in on the overland.com slash ham slippers guy they are fantastic uh one of the things that sits overland apart john is the they're one of the only brands that uses a true double-faced sheepskin so the suede you see on the outside is the same piece as the fluffy sheepskin you feel on the inside so it's lighter these are very light more breathable uh no synthetic materials are touching your feet and it's top quality materials. So uh, you're going to feel great. You're going to look good. You're going to be very comfortable. If you could use kind of uh, these kind of have like, a, I feel like I'm walking on air with these. Uh, so I don't know if yours have that. Air, like an Air Max, but a slipper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're a great gift. No brainer gift. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Uh, committed to customer service. It's exceptional. Free shipping, free returns and exchanges. So don't wait another day. Slip into the way more comfortable. Oh. The best, the lightest quality sheepskin slippers you can get on the market. Go to overland.com slash ham. I'm clicking around on the YouTube. Uh, overland.com slash ham. Free shipping, free returns. Get them today. They're beloved uh, by us. Yep. Overland.com slash ham. Overland.com slash ham. Podcast also brought to you by our friends at Puesto, John. <laughs> We had a few people send us some pictures from their uh, Puesto trips at Levi Stadium. 
Um, I had a lot of people after we posted some photos of our trip to the Puesto location in Concord the other day, reach out DMs and go, that place is pretty legit, isn't it? Like, yeah. So I think we're kind of late to this. You and I are kind of late to this Puesto party because um, I agree. I can see why people love it. I had several people in my life once I posted that either one say I've been there that not only lived up the hype, that place is fantastic. Almost like a gem, even though it's not really a gem, but part of, you know, COVID. What do you mean it's not a gem? Well, I just mean like it's enormous. Like if you see it, like I'm not, it's like a hole in the wall gem. I mean, the restaurant is fantastic. It's big. It's like a legit, you could take a lot of people, you could throw a party there. It is, and then I had other people DM me like, God, I've heard about that place. How good is it? I'm like, I can't recommend it enough. We had several tacos, margaritas, the uh, the atmosphere, the, one, the size of the restaurant, the bar setup is enormous. Like it is, it is large. You got a lot of space. The bar is really cool. A ton of tequilas up there on that little wraparound bar thing they got up top. It's really cool. Uh, but again, the tacos are just delicious. And as someone took a picture and included us today, section 110, section 129, the house that Jed built, Levi Stadium. Some say Harbaugh, who's actually his team's on fire right now. 5-0? and oh? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, check it out right now. Puesto. Go get yourself some tacos. Go. There's one in Santa Clara. For those of you that live in uh, Southern California, I was going to say Petco Park, but they probably don't have games there anymore. Close now. Not in the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, when Bochi's there next year, you can go support and yeah. go get your tacos. Yep. Uh, Mission Valley, which is in San Diego. They got one, two, how many San Diego? La Jolla, Irvine, Huntington Beach, um, another Irvine location, Anaheim, plus Santa Clara. For, plus for those of you on the YouTube looking at as Guy Scrolls, look at the size of their restaurants. I mean, their, the, the real estate in which they put their restaurants in is fantastic. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was stunned when we walked in there. Like Me too. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, how did I not? It's, I live five minutes away. Uh, Eric and Alex, uh, the Adler brothers, we appreciate them hooking us up with a great meal the other day, and we will happily be going back. I do recommend the uh, quesabiria taco, by the way, which is the crispy melted cheese, the braised short rib, the salsa, pickled radish. The uh, the guacamole, if you get the the, the big guacamole that has the uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano chunks just thrown in there, highly recommend that. But send us pictures of Puesto. It's delicious. Uh, if you already know about it, then you're telling you're thinking we're telling you something you already know. Um, and if you don't know about it, you'll thank us for going. So Puesto, yeah. go peep it. All right, so Jimmy Garoppolo. Not just Jimmy Garoppolo, but look around the division right now. Um, not a newsflash to anybody, but Matthew Stafford wasn't great against the Cardinals, but just beat the Bucks a week ago. Kyler Murray was, I mean, some of the plays that Russell Wilson makes, Kyler can make. And then there's Russell, when we saw what he did today. So if it, I mean, they have the worst quarterbacking situation right now in the division, period. By a, by a wide margin. By a wide margin. Russell, I mean, his stats, if you just go to his ESPN.com box score, it doesn't look great. He didn't throw for 200 yards. For most of the game, they were going three and out. But what happened when it mattered, he made incredible throws. He also had the running touchdown where I thought Kinlaw tore both of his his quads. It's like, whoa, he's running. He can't even pick up his knees. He gave everything he had for that play. In fairness, uh, if you were standing there and watched the size of that human run by, he was probably moving relatively fast. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is ultimately why they made the trade. Kyle acknowledged it's a quarterback league. You need a top-five quarterback. You need a top-ten quarterback just to compete. And they did not have one. And I do think if Jimmy stayed healthy, they would keep rolling with him. He's not good enough. It's just that simple. Like, him alone is not good enough. 
He can make some good throws when the plays are perfect for him. He can execute the offense kind of. But one thing we've really seen through four games, one through fourth, you know, the first through the fourth quarter, he can't sustain it. He can't maintain it. And then when he flips a switch, in this game, it it actually went the other way. Started fast, then kind of ended slow by the half. But when he does, like, play his best, it's just not good enough. Like, he can't just throw, like, 21 points on the board. That's the thing with Russell. Now, obviously, Russell's a first-bout Hall of Famer. But when he, okay, now it's my time. So, boom, 21 points. You know, and, like, in four possessions, you're like, holy shit. You know, or Kyler, you just look at the box scores, making plays happen. Stafford, like, the, the Niners don't have that. And clearly, Trey is a long way away from that. But the, and if you do not get good quarterback play in the NFL, you have no chance to win. It's just really that simple against decent to above average teams. And coming into this game, Seattle, where they ranked in like every statistical category, wasn't great. Like it turns into a Seattle game. Right. But like the Seattle game, the team that was coming in was not 2014 crew, right? Now right. they still have, you know, their quarterback is dramatically better than he was then when they had better teams. So they are a flawed team. And they still are flawed. Like when you watch them, they they have some issues, but he's just he's remarkable, and he'll kill you. Yeah, I mean, look, one of the things that happened with Garoppolo was that his best year came in a year when he played with a. By the end of the year, I think maybe statistically it wasn't a top two defense, but it felt like a top two defense for most of the season. It just depends. I think historically a lot of people have ranked the defenses based on yards. I think that's pretty stupid. You know, scoring yeah. defense forever would be the way I would do it. But but he he played on a team with a top whatever however you want to define it it was one of the best de- a top tier a tier one defense in the NFL and a tier one running game in the league right yeah and that was his best year and you can do that sometimes sometimes it all comes together and you've got that and it's great and that's the ideal but most teams you put together aren't ideals and I think even when you watch the Chiefs you see like there's a reason they signed Patrick Mahomes to a contract that's going to pay him for eternity in all likelihood right it's a 10-year deal that'll probably get extended before it i bet mahomes gets extended before he gets to year six of that contract like he's going to get extended halfway through this contract that he's got and the reason is is that even with a really good we think a hall of fame coach andy reed and really good skill guys around him like tyree kill and kelsey there just are gonna be times the majority of the times your quarterback has to do things above and beyond because most years your team can't be beat a uh, built with a top five run game and a top five defense. That's just, it just doesn't, it's hard to do that. Your quarterback's the guy you pay. He's around for eight to 12 years and he's your constant. And sometimes he's got to elevate you and sometimes you can help him. But if you're going to have a year with a top five defense and a top five run game, that's going to be an outlier year. That's just how it goes. Well, they allowed allowed under 20 points that season and only seven other teams did. You know, so they were, you know, beside that year, the Patriots somehow had like an incredible scoring defense. They allowed 14 points in 2019, Brady's last season. Most of the other defense, the good ones were like 18 or 19 points. That was the Niners were right there. And you watch them right now. That's just not what they are. Mainly they have a fatal flaw. Like you can throw on either corner. So they're going to give up points. To me, if they were going to be a good team, they would have to play a little bit like Seattle plays, right? Or Kansas City. Like, okay, shootout time. <laughs> like Kansas City early on today, it was like, okay, yeah, you want to get in a shootout? We're good. We, we, we don't think your quarterback can get in a shootout. Oh, he threw a pick. Mahomes will be fine. And what they do? They just kept firing, kept firing. Now, you could still run the ball. Like, there were times, even when they fell down, like, 
I guess, 21-7. You're looking at the clock. I think there was three minutes left in the third quarter. I'm like, you can still run. You just need to get a drive here to score some points. And let's face it, they got pretty lucky with a collegiate-level blown coverage. The Jamal's pointing at them. It was hard to tell. I mean, only Ken Norton and Pete would truly know in Jamal, like, whose responsibility that was when he just stopped and Debo just catches the ball. Yeah. Like, so when it's back to... It's like, how does Debo get that open? It's like... I mean, something that won't happen 10 more times if they ran that play 11 more times. But you that doesn't happen very often in the NFL. You know, it's just a freak play, and that's that's what it took for the game to even feel a lot I felt like Debo was really running, was. like, 117 yards to get to the end zone on that play. Th- that, that's where – did you see the shot of Kyle? Like, he turned around, like, at, like, the 30-yard line. And he, he was like, whatever. It. Yeah. <laughs> you talking about that? Like, Debo ran by him, and Kyle just – he wasn't going to do the Lane Kiffin run down the sideline, throw the play. That's sheet. where when people go, you know, Trey, you know, he actually didn't look that terrible. Like, yeah, well, I mean, one of his touchdowns is a complete luck like that. So it, it the yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you could box score scout it. I, I think you'd have to say as the game went on, he at least. Yeah, no, I didn't think it looked good. I'm not going to say it looked good. Yeah, he didn't. He, he looked bad. But to me, Jimmy looked good for Jimmy standards, but they don't score any points. But then he so, looked at, but then the high throws to Kittle, high throws to Ayuk, an interception in in uh, negative territory, plus territory, I guess, for the Seahawks. Like that is you have to plan your day around that. Just like your parents have to plan a road trip around having to stop for the kid to use the bathroom. You know if the GPS tells you three hours, you're not going to get there in three hours because your kid's been guzzling milk for the last 20 minutes before you got into the car seat. You just know that. You just got to know you're not getting a perfect game. You're yeah. just not. You are getting an interception on third and one. You are just – it's happening. It's happening. A tip ball, something. It's happening. Yeah, I I think this is one of those. We can talk players all we want. I, I, I keep going back like this is this is the coach, man. He makes all this money, and he's thought of in these circles, and we've been talking about him for so long of being one of the top guys. Like, figure it out. It's a hard well, – Of course, what, but this conversation is about Jimmy. I mean, I agree with you, but it's not I, just that. Like, I, I know, think, but you have to figure out ways to, like, put him in somewhat conducive situations. See, I agree with you, but I would go even bigger. Like, it's not about the figure out the play calling with Jimmy. It's about how come Jimmy hasn't gotten better in the last two years. I well, I mean, I think part of it, and this is a theory I've always had on Wentz, I do think when you – even we can make fun of practices. And when I'm making fun of practices, it's somewhat tongue in cheek. Like I understand like me, you and random people, like NFL practice is still not easy, but relative like Brady and Rogers have talked about this. It's a different world than it was 10 years ago, let alone 20 years ago. And things progress. I get that. But a huge part of football is practice and they don't really practice that anymore. I think when you get injured a lot and this happened to Carson Wentz over like three years during the season, because I, I do think you improve a lot during the season. You just look at the way Brady, if you ever have met someone, I would imagine most people listening to this have not, but like someone who spent any time around a Brady or a Manning, their work ethic. And I mean, if you've listened to this, you've probably seen like stories and some documentary type stuff on there. They don't give up a rep in practice, how serious they take every period. Like that is their time, like Tiger Woods on the range, like in his prime. I would imagine that would have been a sight to behold in like 03. He was like, hey guy, you want to go watch this fucking tiger you know, uh, train on the golf course for eight hours? It would just be locked in, razor focused, just doing everything perfectly because your habits then carry over to the game. And I just think when you are injured, which he's injured a lot and goes back to Carson Wentz, you don't get to practice. So without practice, 
It's like we're playing golf on Tuesday. No one in the group has practiced, so it's like, you know, who cares? But like if where it gets frustrating, golfing at least, is when you if you spend like several times, like legit rain sessions, you go, okay, I think I figured something out. And then you go to the course and doesn't it kind of drives you nuts. No different than a player, you work on things throughout the week in practice. Like the Bosa brothers, they don't just rent. I mean, they genetically have been given some special things from God and their genetics from their dad. But like the the moves they have as pass rushers, like that is worked on and uh, and honed in through years of of practice. Like Trent Williams is given God given talent, but like his sets, his arm placement, and everything, he hones that in with practice. And I just think Jimmy. I, I, I mean, I don't have the numbers, but the Niners would. How many practices he's missed in the last yeah. four years? Like, that's a lot of – how many practices has Tom Brady truly missed in, like, 20 years? You know? Or Peyton over his career. Sometimes, clearly – Tom's probably missed off. less than Jimmy has if we, had, if we just did the raw total. I would imagine so. I mean, he didn't miss a year, but – In 07 or whatever, 08. Uh, yeah, I mean, so did Jimmy. Jimmy's missed years. So. But Tom just never like has a quad injury where he has to miss the week of practice like Jimmy does. And that's how you fall behind. Yeah. Well, and just not getting like you may, you bring up the golf analogy. I was thinking about it like several, I think it was this year. It was this year, several months ago, I got a golf lesson, like a good one, like dialed some things in. Haven't had another. So do I just get to go out on Tuesday and just stack everything I did then six months ago on top of no, I'm back to ground, I'm back to square one, trying to remember what it was. Yep. Right. And yeah, you don't get this. I think the stacking, the stacking is so critical. Just stacking a little, little incremental, incremental, incremental. And there's been no incremental. But but even then, like I think even at his best, even when he was consistently on the field, there's just been an element of a little element of just some looseness. This is the right? conversation, it's, though, of average quarterbacks. I mean, I think we would have yeah. these with 10, you know, kind of Andy Dalton style. You know, there's a there's a group. It, it changes every couple of years, right? Because guys become backups, right? Or guys' career ends. But Fitzpatrick, you know, is a polarizing guy for years. You know, Jimmy just was in this weird little spot in the quarterback hierarchy where he's just the most polarizing. But he's not as good as... Good players get polarizing, right? Derek, Cousins, you know, guys that are better than Jimmy are also just, you kind of go back and forth. But, like, Kyle would give his left nut for that guy. Over he tried. Yes. Yeah, he tried. He he's won. tried many times to get another quarterback. Like, we know that he agrees with us because he's tried to get another quarterback. But now he has one. Now he's pulled the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has Jimmy's replacement. Right. So there is no, you, you just, you can throw Jimmy over the boat at the end of this season, and I think it's, an injury like this, like uh, trade value, like I think it's you probably just end up cutting. That him conversation after the year. is over. Yeah, so you're just gonna you're just gonna toss him out about March first when Jimmy quote unquote officially is released or whatever. But like your quarterback room, Jimmy will leave. But like it is what it is. Now maybe you bring in if Matt Ryan's released or something like an older guy to help. <clears throat> but it is what it is. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I almost wonder if the guy that you have it needs to have a similar skill set to Trey Lance's skill set, right? So it can really help him. Like, if you're going to have Trey Lance be your starting quarterback, if your backup probably should have a similar skill set. Those guys are hard to find. But 
I mean, that's how I would view it. Yeah. Like, I don't know that Matt Ryan is Trey Lance's, but like, I don't know. Maybe it helps. I mean, I would take Matt Ryan as a backup quarterback. There's no question. But and he's and he's probably not. They need him. You know, he's their quarterback. So that's a bad example. Like, no, but my no, it's I understand what you're saying. You're just saying an older player who's accept who who is still solid, but accepts being a backup quarterback. Yeah. Tobin says uh, Cam Newton. As the backup. No chance. Uh, 49ers are in last place in the NFC West. Two and two. And the bad news for the 49ers is that the NFC West is as good as we said it was going to be. Every team in their division now has done a thing more impressive than anything they've done. The way that Seahawks played against them, you could say, for the Seahawks. The way the Rams played last week against Tampa. The way the Cardinals played this week against the Rams. Like each one of those teams, not only are they higher in the standings, but each one of each one of them has shown to have a higher ceiling at some point or another than the Foy Matters have shown this year. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're clearly the worst team in the division. You just I test, watch all four of them. It's not even close. Arizona to do what they did today is you got to give them a hat tip. I talk a lot of shit about Cliff. Uh, I don't think he's ever won a meaningful game before today. I mean, maybe like Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, or something, but. For the most part, no one ever cared. <laughs> and when he had to win his biggest games in the NFL last year, he lost, right? And that was the reason he missed the playoffs. Today was big on the road, and I, I didn't watch any of it. But every time I checked the score, he was kicking their ass. So they are clearly, and that's who the Niners got to play. And like you said, the Rams and Seattle just beat them. And Seattle, like, they're 2-2. Two and two. But their two losses, they had commanding lead against Tennessee. Like, I mean, they were up 31 to... Who lost to the Jets today? True, but they were missing A.J. Brown and Julio Julio Jones. Like, they If you go 4 and, you know, 14 or whatever, 4 and 13, you're going to win a game every month, right? The Jets might win. You know, if they win four games, they're going to win. They're going to beat some random teams. Like, you lose to a bad team, right? A good team does. Tampa, well, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. I'm not blaming them for. I'm not blaming the Seahawks for the Titans losing to the Jets. But Seattle's the third. He's clearly to me the third best team of the group. I agree. Right? They are pretty flawed. Like the Niners aren't even in the same stratosphere as those other two teams right now. And to me, the only hope you have this Sunday is there are they overlook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're four zero. They're feeling themselves, and that's a reflection of you. Like, but can you score? Because they score. Like, they scored 38 against it. They also played Tennessee, just like Seattle did. And they kicked their ass on the road. Then they played Minnesota, who beat Seattle. And they beat them. I got lucky, but they beat them. Then they played Jacksonville, beat them. They played the Rams, blew them out. Like, they are – they've got three – I don't know if you'd call them blowout wins, but runaway wins of their four wins. Arizona. Yeah. And the other one that th- it was 34 33. Are the Niners have the Niners are the Niners gonna score 33? No. Are they gonna hold them to 22? Are they gonna hold them to 28? Are they gonna hold them under 30? Because if they do, it's the best defensive effort against the Cardinals this year. Well, here, here's the problem, guy, is that they they can't comp- they can't defend the pass. And right now the Cardinals passing game, like AJ Green's good. I thought he was gonna be terrible, he's good. Hopkins just we know is good. Christian Kirk, 
Right today, when you really like DK Metcalf was kicking their ass. Lockett got the one PI, but it was DK Metcalf. They it wasn't like the two headed monster. I would guess if you ask Tyler Lockett today after the game, like it, it, they players don't admit this to the media, but like if you like seventy percent, you know, like it, no means like those two guys came in and let's say DK's ninety. It's not like you got them both at like ninety eight. That would have been terrifying, and that's why I think they were a little thrown off early because they wanted to maybe avoid having those guys carry him and hand the ball off. And then it didn't really work, and then they couldn't get a rhythm. But, like, as the game went on, what did they realize? Like, yeah, why don't we just throw go-routes? Like, yeah, that's what I'd do. You see what Rodgers was doing? Like, that's the problem. You you were in a division that they will throw go-routes, all these teams, nonstop, and that is your weakness. Think about that. Like, your number one weakness is kind of what all these teams have no problem doing. Rodgers, like at the end of that game, was just every play was just a straight route. I mean, he was just lobbing it up. I also worry from the Niners' standpoint that their defense is going to be in these positions where so much is on them. And they're playing these teams like Kyler, like Russell today, who can make these back-breaking plays. And that's a lot of that's just a lot of stress to sustain over four quarters, right? It's one thing if you know your team doesn't score, but you're playing these other teams that aren't really dynamic. And so you can kind of even if you miss on a play, even if you let the quarterback slip through your fingers, he's not going to turn that play into a 30-yard run or a touchdown throw. But with the Seahawks and with the and with the Cardinals specifically, it's very stressful cuz you can be good on 38 or 40 plays and those other two plays can be touchdowns. Yeah. Right? I mean, they hit DK and Mosley catches up and knocks the ball away. Well, great, but they're going to take another shot, and then they're going to take another shot, and then Russ is going to break out of a sack and throw a touchdown pass. And there's no, like, we got, we've got we got them in a bottle today. There's no, you got Arizona held to 10 points at halftime. It doesn't mean Arizona's not going to score 34 that day, right, and just explode in the second half. And that's a lot of stress, I think, for a defense. If they don't think they're off, if they feel like if we get behind, our offense cannot catch us back up. This is where it gets weird, bro. This happened to my guy Nagy over the last, even before this year. When your head coach is an offensive, and Kyle is much highly thought of even over the last couple years than Matt Nagy, that your head coach can figure it out and you're just watching the offense. You're like, what is going on here? And your defense eventually goes, well, what else can we do? Because you go, well, you guys gave up 28 points. Well, did we? Because uh, one of them happened when Cannon muffed and then fumbled. That, That ain't on us. So that's just 21. And then the first half, we were getting you off the field every, and you didn't put up any points. So you start getting this internal, like in basketball, your offense is your defense, and your defense is your offense. It's all the same players. But in football, it's weird, right? Because it's the same team. And we forced a punt after you threw the pick in our own territory. It's the same team, but if like uh, at the end of the day, when Kyle gets the team and he goes, guys, this is this is not going to be good enough to beat. We got five more games in this division. We got to step it up. Fred Warner, has got to be thinking like, well, fuck, I, I was making every other tackle. <laughs> you know, not my fault. And I, that's not that's not the way to be as a team guy. And I'm not saying he even thinks like that. But it goes, I can't do anymore. Like I'm doing everything. I'm working my ass off. I'm getting here early. I'm leaving late Monday through Saturday. I'm laying it all out on the field. Kittle's like. I can't feel my knee or my calf right now, Coach. I, I was blocking and catching balls. Like, well, what more can we do? And, and we'll this see is what the, happens with Trent Williams. This gets to the thing of when your best player – it's one thing when your best player is like, you know, 
just kind of half-assing or whatever. That is not the problem right now for the Niners. Like, it feels like their best players are landing out out there on the line. Debo's like, I'm about, I'm getting killed on every other throw over the middle. What 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 are we doing here, coach? That's what, I, I can just see it getting weird in the future here if like uh if when the offense doesn't score. Cause you go, well, coach, it's your deal here. Yeah. And now you because you start getting to these games, it's like it's Kyle versus McVeigh. It's Kyle versus Cliff. That is kind of the way it's you know, set up. Yeah, but it doesn't like it only t- who's a better football coach, Urban Meyer or Cliff Kingsbury? Uh, if I had to have a guy coach my NFL team, I'd rather have Cliff Kingsbury. Just who's a better? I mean, it d- didn't matter. Like Cliff's team is better. Urban would have beat Cliff with Urban with Cliff's team. Eh, I, I see. I don't know if he can if he's quite made for the pros. That he might be not be, thing. but I think he would have beat him with his team. I think his team is. Th- I mean, the Jags are the Cardinals roster, like the quarterbacks, like. One day, Trevor Lawrence, but right now, today, my point is just like your quarterbacks, even if your coach, even if one team's coach is a little better, if the other guy's got the better quarterback, he might beat him. Yeah. I mean, it's Cardinals. Kyler's been giving people headaches since the moment he stepped on the field. Well, I mean, that game's a good example. Are we sure that the Rams have the better quarterback in that matchup? No. (laughs) Yeah. We're not. But they got they got a better quarterback than the Niners. It's it's By a mile. this isn't like a <laughs> menage a trois game. You don't get to tag in and then play them. Like it's you they play them and you play them. Yeah. And what they did against them like only matters if you beat them. You know that Seattle LA is the Thursday night game? I think you said that on the last pod. So I in C- in Seattle. So LA's kind of got and Seattle's got to be feeling a little better. Get a home game now. You win Absolutely. that. You're like, okay, we're alive again. Christian on YouTube says, no Trent Williams uh, against Chandler Jones is far from ideal. Did somebody catch on the broadcast? Because Trent Williams got carted off the field, right? I think his body went into full cramp and he couldn't walk. When, but I think he, I thought that Shannon Spake, when she did her halftime update, coming out of the locker room, said that Trent got carted onto the field for the second half. I could Maybe. be wrong about that, but I thought she said he got carded on. Wouldn't shock me. Card him back. Card him back. Just less, you know. I don't think it's that crazy, I guess is my point, if you just want to let the IVs, you know, all the fluids. Yeah, just a big man. We don't want him walking. We're going to save every ounce of his energy. Um, But I don't know. I, I, you know, not having him against the Arizona Cardinals, against anybody, would be Ka- a According major to problem. Kyle Shanahan, Trent Williams' shoulder is concerning. So I think That's, it might be – it's a shoulder injury. That'd be a problem. Classical, it is a problem, yeah. period. It's a problem. Whether he's whether he's clear to play or not, it's a problem. I mean, if it's a serious injury, it's a devastating blow. Yeah, I'm saying it's devastating even if he can play. He's, not, he's clearly not 100% or close to it. You thought he but, got hurt a little before he even came Well, out. there were like two plays before he came out of the game. You could tell something was off. Trey ended up rolling out right. They never showed the replay. They went straight to like a, a Fox promo. So I'd have to go back and watch it. But something happened. Someone someone tweeted at me like, Middle Cuff, probably a Red fan. Do you think the at NFL will show Trent getting thrown to the ground on the last play instead of all of his pancakes? And I wonder if his shoulder was all fucked up and he got taken out, like someone yeah. ran him over because he couldn't, he had no power in that thing. And that that's why guy, when he walked off holding that left arm, I went, uh, I've been watching football long enough to know that is not a good sign. Right? If it's that's- not a quick pop in, <laughs> pop, pop, and he comes back in, then it's a problem, right? 
Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> if you have, uh, I have a little brother who's got a labrum tear. Yeah. Uh, and he's a golf addict, so he didn't want to get surgery because it'll take, you know, three or four months. He's off. in season, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he's just got to time it right in like November. He come back in like March. Right. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of pain. I think you need the power. And his came from just trying to lose weight doing push-ups in uh, some, like, uh, workout classes. Ooh. Yeah, that's why you get down to the knees. Don't be a hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even push-ups on your knees, Jeff, or, or push-ups, you know? They're better than the push-ups you don't do. I'll put it that way. Uh, several other things to get to here, John. Before we go any further, though, let's tell the people, go to sleepnumber.com slash ham right now. I know it's going to be hard for a lot of you, or some of you, if you're Raider fans, you're sleeping pretty good right now before uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, but proven quality sleep, John, it helps boost energy, recovery, well-being. Uh, when your brother Jeff finally gets that labrum surgery, he's going to need doctors going to say, don't forget, Jeff, you're going to need sleep. You're going to need sleep. It's going to help your body heal. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Yep. We, we've been Sleep Number users for a long time. I use 30, you use 60. You like it hard. I like it soft. Here's the key. You just go to sleepnumber.com slash ham, and you save up to $800 on a Sleep Number 360 smart bed. Guy and I have both had Sleep Number beds now for years. Look how much energy we have. Look how good we look if you're watching us on YouTube. We sleep better. We feel better. We play better. We work better. It changes our life. You think I'm joking, but I'm not at all. A better night's sleep is a more productive John Middlecoff. No question about it. Get those seven to nine. That's what Brady gets. Proven quality sleep, life changing. Starts with the sleep number adjustability. Like John said, save up to $800 on sleep number 360 smart beds for a limited time, plus special financing. Only at Sleep Number Storage or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required for that special financing. See sleepnumber.com for details. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off. Right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer. When you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the game time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code Ham, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game, 
They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park All right, uh, several other things. Obviously, we're recording this. Uh, Sunday Night Football is, is, is underway. Tom so broke them, the record. Did they stop the game? Uh, no. Yeah. they just. I think they did something on the promo, on the deal. I saw Schefter tweeted earlier. There was going to be no pause, but there would be an acknowledgement. You see Robert Kraft, before Tom made it to the locker room, was down in the, the bowels of the stadium. I did not see that. And hugged him. Yeah, is that is that is that more or less appropriate than Shady McCoy wearing an uh, Eagles jersey but cheering for the Chiefs on the sideline? <laughs> well, he did play for the Chiefs. I, I I was more shocked that he was on the sideline. Like, how did he get the sideline access? They're Why? very well, just because they're very serious about it's not college, right? You can't just have former former players don't just get to hang out on the sideline, right? I think he had like was supposed to make his way up to a box kind of slow played it and then worked his way. I don't blame him. Put the jersey on so people would think he was on the team. That'd be genius. <laughs> yeah. Put on the shoulder pads and the pants and just kind of sneak in. Um, Dallas, we talked a lot about that Dallas-Carolina game. Dallas looks legitimate. Carolina doesn't look bad. I yeah, mean, Sam, just... No. I think I, I, I'm with you. I thought that game was more about Dallas looks good than Carolina looks bad. I wonder, and I'm not trying to play Monday morning quarterback, but I think this sometimes when I watch the guy make some plays, is that there is a chance that Sam Darnold was this incredible distressed asset. He was the third overall pick. He was a very young player. Remember when he came in the league? I think him and Juju were the same year, and he was like 20, and Juju was 19, and Juju immediately was the youngest player in the league, and everyone's like, don't forget, Sam's also one of the youngest players in the league. Like, these guys were babies coming in the league. The difference, though, is like Juju clearly has some maturity issues. I think they caught him on cameras saying it was Ben's fault today uh, as they were getting smoked. And I'm not saying that's immature. I mean, that's probably a fact. But I do think that Sam was like this guy 
that there was some risk involved. He he threw a bunch of picks, but it was easy to go. God, the Jets were a train wreck. Their coach was so toxic, no one would touch him. These articles were coming out like he wasn't just coaches can be weird. This guy was like a bizarro weirdo. And what if Sam Darnold actually is just this young guy that you can still mold and go to the 49ers like, could they have gotten him for just a second round pick? Well, they could have. And just gotten rid of Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, their quarterback situation feels like it'd be better right now today if Sam Darnold was their quarterback. Now, Trey Lance might turn out to be worth the investment. But like right now, this second today, Sam Darnold's better than what the Trey Lance we saw on the field against the Seahawks, and he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Sam Darnold was dramatically better than Trey Lance at both at 21 years old. Sam Darnold was yeah. a better quarterback. He went to USC. He was, yeah. So he's better than him several steps of the way. Yeah. Now, he may not be a better – well, again, well, I'm not saying that that's destiny. And I'm, it, it, but you're right. I mean, aren't the only teams that just fall. Like several no, teams. But this, he was clearly – people were, were like off the scent on him, and I was just I, – I think Carolina might go back like, God, we just got our franchise quarterback. Now, when I say franchise, is he ever a top – Eight quarterback, maybe not, but I do think he can get in that sweet spot like nine to fifteen. Now that's not the ideal spot to be in. That's the most that's the polarizing group that we talk about. But he might be the best version of that polarizing group, and it's you'd be all right. He's good enough athletically that you can do things with him that you know you you can't add any layer to another quarterback who's you know in that thirteen to twenty range if they're not athletic enough to do other things. He, he rushed for. I think two touchdowns today. Let me check the stats. At least one. Yeah, he. I, he I saw yeah, he counted for four touchdowns. He rushed for two. He threw for two. <clears throat> he, threw, he threw two picks. But like to me, that his offensive coordinator. Like part of this is if he ended up somewhere else. If he ended up in Houston, right? If he ended up in Indy, I don't know. But there are other places like he might have. Today, I saw. I know he had one completion and two picks at one point. It was raining. But but it, maybe this is Joe Brady's you know, audition tape for his head coaching job. Because when I watched them on offense today on the parts of that game that I watched, I thought they looked like, you know, they were just doing different things. Um, and Sam's athleticism is a big part of that. So, yeah, John, I we talked about it the other day. If and this is the capital I, capital if on Trey Lance, this wasn't supposed to be a Trey Lance conversation, but since it went there, I think it's a good point. If it does not work out with him, it will be the, the story of Kyle Shanahan will be that there were, there were several quarterbacks out there to be had, some that weren't to be had. But several to be had, and he didn't get them. Chose not to. Didn't scout them. Didn't get them. Couldn't have got them, like Stafford or Rodgers, whatever it is. That'll be part of the overarching. And when when I said when I went through the list of things the other day, I did not include Sam Darnold, of course. But yeah, maybe he turns into a guy that people regret not getting. My my buddy that gave me the DJ Moore Debo comp. <clears throat> I maybe I hadn't watched enough DJ more, but the more I watch him, I do see they're kind of smaller guys, but they're thick. DJ might be, a, I guess Debo plays pretty fast too. That guy's good. Yeah. And he, he is pretty he, thick. He's thick. He hauls ass. What's with the like numbers on the Panthers shoulder pads that are like an inch tall. I, why do they have like mini numbers on their jerseys? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. They're, I don't, I don't know. I'm not in love with their jerseys. Cowboys. Dak four touchdowns. Zeke had He's a touchdown. Dak, I mean, see, 14, that's another thing. That, 14 that's to 22. Now Dak. 14 completions, four of them were touchdowns. Is dramatically better than what the Niners were running at quarterback. But like Joe Brady and Kellen Moore, and this is where I think Kyle's getting heat. Like when you're top quarter, when you're top offensive guy in 2021, it's never been easier to do shit now. Like you should score 25 points. If you don't, we think of you as a bad coach. (laughs) It's really that simple. Like you should score points. Like even today, the Chiefs game against Sirianni, like score 30. 
their offense felt like it could do some stuff, didn't it? Well, who was calling that game? Whoever uh, it was made the point early Burkhart in the game. maybe? No. Whoever the analyst was, uh, it was I. It was Eagle. So maybe oh, Charles, Charles Davis. It was Charles Davis. It was Charles yeah. Davis, yeah. And um, he made the point pretty early in the game. Like, what it appears to me is happening is they are doing things that make Jalen Hurts comfortable. They are taking him back to his Oklahoma offense, and they're just trying to move and move and move and move. So, yeah, they get credit for that. Sirianni gets credit for that. Sirianni, who has the same look, they showed, like, here's Sirianni through the years. And it was just the same every time. Like, Sharpie tucked into the hat, Sharpie clipped onto the visor, just same look on his face. You know what's funny? It's like uh, when you do things like that, it's easy to make fun of. You know, like, why does he have these three Sharpies? But as someone who loses a lot of pens, I I do understand, like, you might set it down, you walk away, you're like, where's my orange pen? I use this to mark off. He clearly has probably a strategy, like, when he's doing notes on his call sheet. I don't want to do this again, or I do. Probably a different color of the Sharpie. So, you know, you just have your own thing that works, right? Yeah. I knew a guy who wore two watches. One on each wrist. Well, you never know. Maybe you're looking left and you need to, you know, when you're sitting somewhere and you need to know what time it is, but you don't want to be obvious that you're looking at your watch. You You see this guy who tweeted at me and you with a picture of Tito's and his kid. And we both just did like some cool, you know, you know, let's go or whatever. Just a random guy tweeted back at him. We were both on it. Like, Hey bro, is that a Submariner? Because he had like it looked like he had a Rolex on. No, I didn't see. <laughs> the dude was like, "Hey, bro, is that a sub on your wrist?" <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch, internet is always on the hunt. I know. Watch, internet's always on the hunt. I feel like watches have kind of slowed down in their importance in society a little bit. Yeah, which maybe will make them kind of maybe it'll swing back around. Then if everyone's got an Apple Watch, it'll make it kind of cool to have. I w- I do I do wonder though as technology comes they could be something that falls off a little bit. You know I tried to wear an Apple I got an Apple Watch for like a day and I didn't like it having it there. But some a lot of people love it. I didn't I w- like getting like all my text messages right there like I, it's too much. I walked by a guy the other day he was talking into it I'm like bro <laughs> we got a phone that does everything that acts like a computer. I'm with you. I just, if it tells the time and I don't do a the couple reason other I cool wanted things. it is I wanted a silent alarm. Like, I, I hate the sound. I just wanted it to like buzz, 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 buzz me awake on the wrist. But it was just too much going on. You know, can you, tur- could you turn the text message feature you off? You can, but then, yeah, you can. I think, I'm sure you can. So maybe I, maybe. What's I, an Apple Watch? 500 bucks? No, I got like a used one on it. You know, not a used one, but like two models old. Maybe it was 300 bucks. I don't know. I returned it. Um, Green Bay beat Pittsburgh. Like you said, Juju. I just saw the Juju clip. Juju also slammed the uh, the Microsoft surface down. Uh, you mentioned the Chiefs defensively. They might have some issues. Um, Washington. Is, is the Steeler, are they one and three? Uh, Pittsburgh is one and three. Yep. And the Brownies, they got an easy win today against Br- the Vikings. Browns, yeah, that, that was just a complete game by them. Um, we almost was. Remember, we almost took Washington, Atlanta. Not almost, but we talked about back when we were Washington, talking about doing Washington it. Washington covered. Yeah, I know. It would have been a thrilling cover. The way that game ended was wild. Did it feel like? Did you have red zone on it all today? Yeah, I did. Didn't it feel like that game was getting a lot of red zone time? Yeah, I did. I, I felt. It did. Well, I didn't see much of the Vikings Browns game. Obviously, it was eleven to seven for most of the game. I felt like I got a lot of Atlanta. Washington. A lot of Jets, Tennessee, I think, too. And all a lot that. of Jets, Didn't, Tennessee. Right? Yeah. A lot Baltimore of Jets, kicked, kicked Denver's ass. Um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater got KO'd. 
Drew Locke, 12 of 21, 113 and a pick. Um, Raiders Chargers will be Monday Night Football. That's what's coming up Monday. I, this is a phenomenal game. No Manning cast, John. Just FYI, everybody. That sucks. No Manning cast. We My bookie got AG promo code ham1. You want to do a Manning cast? Yeah, we can do a Manning cast. Thinking out loud. Uh, Giants won the division. Gabe Kapler, John. Dominant baseball manager. How many games did they win? 107? Uh, yeah, had to be. I mean, the yeah. Dodgers, I I was talking to a, a buddy on uh, Saturday who's like, it's kind of crazy they play in a one-game playoff. And I said, I agree. Like, you play 162, it's nuts. But I love it. Like, it's awesome. Especially because we, we almost had, like, some play-in games to get to the wild-card game, which would have been bananas. I, I'm, now, really I'm no baseball historian. There can't be many teams, if any, in baseball history <clears throat> that went 106 and 56 and finished second place. That has to be the best second place record in the history of baseball, doesn't it? Because remember the historic Giants when they missed the playoffs and they had won 103 games, I think? 106 games and not win their division? Yeah. It's not just the Giants won the division. I mean, they had the most historic season in the history of the franchise, right? They won more games than any ever time in the history of the San Francisco Giants. And it truly, like... The Dodgers had the team. Like people bet on the Dodgers to win 106 games. Like that's what they were supposed to do, right? They had one of the best teams, what they thought of all time. What the Giants did is one of the most remarkable things in the history of baseball. Yeah. So the the Dodgers, even in the eras, were only the team where you only two teams played each other for the pennant. You know, like there was no playoffs. It was just the Dodgers, the Giants. Yeah. They're the playoffs. That's the pennant. There's one series. The winner of that goes to the World Series. Even in that era. No team that quote unquote finished second won as many games as the Dodgers won this year. So when you won the pennant back then, that meant you didn't win the NL. You just won like the whole side of the conference. No, no, no. The pennant was winning the NL or the AL, but there wasn't a playoff. There was just the two best records played for the pennant. That was so you, the whole. Playoff. So it wasn't technically a divi- like winning a division didn't guarantee you anything. You had. No, I don't even know if they record. had divisions back then. I just think they had. But it wasn't league. that long ago when the Giants missed in like the year before the yeah, strike. Yeah, they had to, yeah, that was that but that was fewer divisions that year, I think. Oh yeah, because the Braves were in their division. Huh? Right. That was, they were it was the, weird. They won 103 games that year. It's weird. Um, Football and baseball, remember the Atlanta teams were in like the Giants and Niners. They like yeah, played like each the other. East or the West. <laughs> that make any sense. No. I guess Seattle used to be the football team used to be a Western, you know, a, I guess a AFC team. Yeah, the A's won 102 games in 01, but remember the Mariners won 116 games. But that's like one of the greatest seasons in the history one. of baseball, right? The yeah. The 116 team. Yeah. Now they, and they got bounced. They did. They got bounced. 116 is even way crazier than 107, and 107 is insane. 116, I mean, when did that team ever lose? <laughs> that's insane. I, I, to me, 90, like 97, 98 always felt like, oh, that team's a powerhouse, right? Like ninety seven yeah. always yeah. felt like thirteen and three in baseball or yep. football. One oh seven would be the equivalent to me of like fifteen and one in football. Like that's 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 stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and for both of them to do it, I, I saw the giant celebration and how big it was. And they like that they earned as big of a celebration as whatever they had. When you have to constantly be fighting a team off one game behind you. Well, do the Dodgers throw a big celebration if they win the wild card or probably not as much given they're the defending champs against St. Louis? Yeah, maybe not as much. The one gamer. I think maybe it's, it just feels a little different. Not that you've earned any less, but when you have to battle five games, there's just more of an exult afterwards as opposed to a one game playoff where it's just like, all right, we survived. 
But in baseball, they throw the parties after every series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I think when the longer it takes for you to accomplish something, the bigger your celebration usually is. And a wild card game is different than a five-game series. I think it bothers some people. You know, it's like, why are they throwing these parties? And the reality is like, hey, guys, these guys drink a lot anyway. Who even cares? They're just drinking out in the open for these. You know, just let them fight. Does them. it actually bother anybody other than like some sports talk guy will have a take because there's nothing else to talk about? Like, you can't celebrate after divisional championships? Yeah, may- maybe. Is that maybe. even a real take that any? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, Monday Night Football, John, two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL face off. You know, the crazy thing about the Chargers is if the Raiders beat them, they're two and two as big as their year has felt two and two, which, you know, whatever, fine. You you'll make the playoffs probably at two and two, but it feels like the Chargers well, have been Chiefs are two and two. I mean, the Broncos are going to come back to earth. The Broncos are going to come back to earth. Yeah. I'm just saying it feels like the Chargers have been one of the big stories of the league this year. And again, I, this is the third week in a row we're having this conversation. If the Raiders beat them, the Raiders will have one of the most impressive Obviously, the record in and of itself, just being 4-0 and would be impressive. But the way they've done it, um, you know, the day's just about done. We still have the Sunday night football game. But there's there's only one 4-0 team in the NFL today, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, so I mean, have, it'd, be, it'd be an incredible win, no matter how it looks, for the Raiders. You win this game, you start 4-0. You beat the Ravens. Ravens are 3-1. and you beat the Chargers, who are two and two, but they're a good two and two. Like to me, they're an eye test. They're kind of like the Chiefs. Like, yeah, they're fucking fine. Like, I wouldn't want to play them, right? Like the Chiefs could be four and four, and you'd be like, I absolutely want to mess with them. I think the Chargers fall into the same vein because of the quarterback. I, I think it's going to be a Raider home game, though. Like, I, I bet it's pretty loud for them. I bet Herbert's having to do this. Yeah. God, it's the no Manning cast. <laughs> Means I gotta watch the, those three guys, John. Right now, the Chargers. Now again, things happen. Denver falls off. Tell me how many of these teams in the AFC, as we we reach the quarter pole, even though it's not really a quarter of a season. How many of these teams do you think will just remain playoff teams? These are the teams right now in the AFC that are playoff teams: Raiders, Bengals, Bills, Titans, Ravens, Broncos, Browns. Browns, yes. Broncos probably not. Yeah, <laughs> you say the so uh, the Ravens. One the, the, the Ravens, Bengals, yes. yes or no? I you know I, they have a pretty awesome quarterback, and their division. You know they got Baltimore, but there's no reason why they couldn't be second place in a wild card, right? Probably not a playoff team, but I think they're going to be heard of. I, someone DM me the other day, like, "Is this Bengals game for the Niners look a lot harder?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck." <laughs> they gotta right now. Who would you rather have, Joe Burrow or? Lance Garoppolo. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Advantage, um, Zach Taylor. So, Cincinnati, let's just say no. Buffalo, yes. Tennessee. Well, yeah, because their division. The, the Colts won. Ravens, today, yes. Denver, no. Cleveland, yes. So, my point is, there's two playoff spots in the AFC. Right? It, again, we're a long ways away, but that's what it feels like right now. Two spots. It might just be the Chargers and the Chiefs plug into those two spots. But What's the, t- what's the Titans record? Titans are 2-2. Two and two. Oh, so they're they're not three and one. I guess the Colts aren't totally dead yet, are they? Uh, no, I don't think they are one and three. But it just takes a lot when you're one and three. But you just got to catch a team that's two and two. Yeah, but the two and two teams, the Chiefs. No, but I meant you just you just, one of those two. That division only getting one team, right? Oh, the South, the AFC South. You saying they got to catch Tennessee? Yeah, you're right. 
That's true. So, but my point is just like the Chargers, they're in good shape. We think they look really good, but you know, being two and two in an AFC that feels like it's only two spots kind of up for grabs once the Raiders start playing the way they're playing, especially if the Raiders win and are four and all. Yeah, it's big for them because if the Chargers win, they'd have wins over the Raiders and the Chiefs. I mean, it's pretty big to have two wins over teams in your division. Yeah. You'd be three and one with two big wins. And the Raiders, like, you lose this game. It's not that crazy. You lost a road division game. You're three and one. You're still in pretty good shape. Who do the, the Raiders? Raiders are in great shape. And the Raiders just look good. Like, I watch them. I go, that's what a playoff team looks like. Yeah. I mean, I expect them to play well, but I, I would probably bet on the Chiefs. But here's the Raiders. Then they get the Bears, the Broncos, the Eagles, the Giants. To me, the Raiders, this is you, – you go, you know, three wins a month, you're in pretty good shape. Beside the month. So they, I mean, if they – John, if they win Monday night, they could be 6-0. and oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even yeah. if they don't win this, they they're seven in pretty oh. good shape to rattle. Could they be 7-0? and oh? Could they be 8-0 and oh going into the Chiefs game? <clears throat> it's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> but are they good enough to not blow a random game? You know. No, I mean, most teams in the NFL do that, but they they will have, if they're 8-0, the first four games they played would have been cumulatively more difficult than the second four games. Could they, they be the number one seed? Yes. If they win this game, they could go on a legit run. Whose defense is better, the Raiders' defense or the Chiefs' defense? Uh, I mean... The Raiders' right. defense. Yeah. <laughs> the The Chiefs' offense is better, though. I mean, they just... Mahomes is a better player than Derek. For the first time that I watched Amari Cooper and went, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they miss him. He's pretty good. He has He's really good, but they, they're good on offense. Yeah. Th- their problem was they just, they traded him for Jonathan Abram. So it was a flop, the switch, you know. Yeah. Do I love paying Amari $20 million a year? You know, and then, uh, you yeah, know you if his price point was like 16, I'd feel pretty good about it. Amari's king of this. And listen, I'm not, he's tougher than I'm going to make him out to be. He does go down a lot in games, <clears throat> pouts a little on the sideline, helmet off, and then it's like he's he's got something. He keeps rubbing his leg, and then like two series, like Amari's back in. He he's a big like misses a series here and there, and then comes back. He, you know what happens a lot too. And again, maybe this is wrong. Someone call me out on this if I'm wrong. But like Amari will make a play. I'll see it on red zone. I'll be like, Amari had a hell of a day today, and then I'll check the box score. It's like three for sixty nine and a touchdown. But he, he's having a good season. He's he's been good since they paid him. He there's no question he's been good, but it's just you know with the with the Ra- with the Raiders given what he's making, take like take him over Rugs and and yeah, Brian I mean, Edwards he, right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with the money, probably not. I mean, he's on pace for like ninety and twelve. His numbers good. be fine. He's really good. Yeah, but he's not. But he's not as good as I think you'd ideally want him for twenty million dollars a year. You're on to something. All right, Chargers Raiders Monday night can't wait. I'm pretty fun. That's it's a good Monday night game. It's a hell of a Monday night game. It, it's actually a really good Monday night Thursday night. I told you Raiders Chargers, uh, Rams Seattle. Like that's, yeah. that's that makes up for last. What was our Monday night game last week? Like we had a bad stretch. Was it Giants or something? Uh, no, the Thursday night game was Bengals Jags. That was bad. Monday night game last week was oh uh, Eagles Cowboys, which in theory was good, but it was a bad game. It was bad. Yeah. Actually, the Thursday night game was better because the Thursday night game, I could actually watch it and go, all right, Trevor Lawrence does look, I'm going to use a cliche, he looks like what you would make in a lab. Like, he just looks ridiculous. And Burrow's a baller. Like, I actually could watch Thursday night football. You give me those two guys. I could watch more Bengals. I could watch more Bengals, too. Jamar Chase, how swaggy he looks. 
Yeah, I'm in. I'm. They got this random tight end that's like uh, Kelsey Jr. Now, who is that? Where did that guy come from? I guess he popped an Achilles last year, missed the entire season. Is he, he from? What school did he go to? Dr- uh, draft pick last year, I think third round. I think he's a smaller school guy, a Luzier or something. Um, they had a couple guys I had to look up, but the Bengals always have a weird roster. Beside a couple of their like stalwarts, you're like, where'd you find this guy? Then you look him up, it's like. Uh, Billy Haberman, they drafted in the late second round from Wyoming. And you see he's like a three all-time Mountain West guy, and he like led the team in tackles. And they, they have a lot of just players like that. Uzoma? Uz- Uzuma? Uzoma? Yeah. How do you say it? Yeah. Auburn. Third round pick last year, right? Uh, fifth round pick in 2015. Seriously? Maybe we're- <laughs> Number 87? Uh, the guy that scored a couple, score- a couple touchdowns, right? Yeah. Yeah, He's been I, in the league since I, 2015. Yeah, I thought he looked like Gronk. He's been in the league. Yeah. He's drafted in 15. Has he been hurt a bunch? I don't know, but they got a little big three with Burrow, Chase, and uh, Joe Mixon. I I'm, I was kind of feeling the Bengals. I know. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it on this. I felt a little uncomfortable. Like, I'm sorry, you're allowed to go out and have a few pops with the boys. And like... I don't know what the girls were doing to Urban, but it's like he was taking some pictures. I, I think he might have been in Ohio for a function. Is that where he was? Yeah, I did not love that either. Now, Urban clearly, did you see the move he was using? No. He had the arm over his over his crotch. We didn't want to get a Woody? Well, I was just he's he is like, I am preventing. I'm not going to push you away, but no one can say that you're rubbing up right on me because my arm is here creating like a barrier. I didn't see one video where I went like, guys, he's not doing anything bad. He's just out with some... His, I mean, look, his wife would not appreciate that video, right? That's not that's not true. She tweeted. She said, I gave him a night out with the boys. Like, I, okay. This is where I think a Maybe lot of people... People, look, people act differently. They're, every relationship is not the same. There's no question. So I, most wives would not like seeing that video. But I do not like that video getting posted on Twitter. I thought it was. I don't. Clown. Yeah, I thought it was. Just, I don't like it. Let the guy fucking have a few drinks. Jesus Christ. I, I don't like. It, I'm man. as big of an urban hater as there is. I thought that was ridiculous. Everyone kicking him is like, guys. Every one of you tweeting does the same shit. He's not doing anything bad. Half of the time, he was just taking pictures with people. It's like he was being a nice guy. And, and honestly, was he? I didn't see much. I just saw the video. Well, yeah, some chicks, re- you know, tweeted it out like, "Who's this guy?" Obviously, know who it is, yeah, and he's like taking like pictures that. with the chicks. Like he was just being like nice. That. Now, did he sleep with them all? Maybe, but I mean, geez. but if not, then we shouldn't be casting us. You know, we but, that's but, the but again, conclusion. But everyone's concluding like, how that's do you know right. he's not in an open relationship with Shelly? Like, who oh, knows? Well, whatever. Now, now you're going to a whole other level. But I'm, I'm not. Just saying, I, I think a lot. Well, of you people, are. I, you just, yeah, you yeah whatever. That's fine too. But what I'm saying is, people make an assumption about what happened after that photo was taken. That. Is a is a bit of a leap. That's my point. She definitely quoted the tweet. She's she's active on Twitter, Shelly Meyer, and wrote like, "I'm here babysitting. I gave him a night out with the boys. Hashtag go get them herbs or something no, like that." No better way to shoot that whole thing down than but that. No, but no, but no one cared, and they just kept going all in. Like no one gave a shit. But see, I never even saw her tweet. I just saw the one thing, and I didn't care other than to say I didn't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Bar should be a sacred space, John. Well, did you see the story that came out about Will Smith and Jada? They've been in this open relationship for like 30 years. Because Jada oh, I mean, that story's, isn't that story been out for like 15 well, years? Well, I think it became official. Like he admitted to it in his new book. Like we've been open. Oh, okay. We've been sleeping with other people. I don't think it'd been like in print from Will Smith's mouth. No. You know, like our relationship's a little different than others. <laughs> like, 
But it's one of those. That's where I go with Urban Meyer. I just think you can never quite underestimate rich people, what they do. Just they, they don't live like us normal. Yeah, people. but it's not for like somebody at the across the bar with a cell phone. I was on no, a plane the other day. Point. I was on a plane the other day, and this woman starts causing just a ruckus. I mean, just being belligerent with her mask or something. no, I had nothing to do with that because somebody next to her was trying to get something out of the thing, and we're waiting to deplane, and she just starts lighting them up. And then the the flight attendant is like, "Hey, you need was very cool about it." She's and, screaming, and she. She yeah she was a lot of I don't give a fucks, and the the uh, the woman sister like just chill like chill out and a lot more I don't give a fucks, and uh, the guy next to me in like a Chiefs T-shirt like pulls out his cell phone and starts like filming and it's like, bro come on like no one's throwing fists here this doesn't if this is a fight like pull out your phone, but I don't somebody yelling at somebody I don't need you filming this, like I, I just looked at him like. Like I appreciate when someone filmed something, so I could see what was there. But this is not a filmable. Like thing. I'm just looking at him, like bro, how, like you really don't feel like a douchebag pulling your phone out right now. Well, he's praying to God something crossed the line. He's able to post it. I mean, that's right. It's like, but, but but you got to be there holding your phone, doing that. It's I like, know it's it's society. It's so fucked up. Every video you see in some of these weird moments, there's some weirdo booger eater, you know, with their phone open. Like, put your phone away. That's one of my things. I I want the Apple unless it's really good. Like it was really good. Yeah, but I, you just, so many of these things, and I thought Urban was just, just let a guy, you know, window shop. That's what he was doing. He's just window shopping <laughs> with a All few right. cocktails. He's 0 4. Yeah, man. Did you just, how about the clip of him? Like, I'm sorry, guys, my head's spinning right now. I appreciate that honesty, too. You see that one post game Thursday night? They were asking him a question about something that happened, like this, oh, that, or the I, other. I, ju- I just saw the quote. Like, and he was just like, uh, he like tries to answer the question, and he's just like, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, my head's spinning right now. I was yeah. like, I, that's just a human moment. You yeah. can't believe it's this hard. Can you imagine, in fairness to any coach, getting peppered about every single play, especially probably the last, if you're in a tight game, you're so dialed that last like 10 minutes of the game. Like, how could you, hey, hey, uh, coach, in the second quarter with three minutes, you elected, you're like, bro, I, I, I gotta have to check the tape. I don't fucking know. Call, ask McVay. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll get back to you, bro. We'll, we'll, the team account will tweet it out. Oh man! All right. On that note, adios. Later, buddy. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.